comfort zone, right? Okay, we're going to begin session two. Oh, how many of you ready, are ready for just, I'm so excited about this. I don't really have a title for this part, except we're going to just continue in this believe, believing God. Um, and I'm calling this part impartation and activation. Sounds kind of scary. It sounds kind of weird. It sounds funny, whatever. Impartation, the reason I want to do impartation is because, um, again, the way we ended last session is a lot of you are here, in including me. All of us come with our baggage, right? And the Lord wants to impart something to you here today. He wants to do it. And so if you are willing and you absolutely believe that, he will meet you where you're at. He will totally do that. He wants to impart that to you. Activation, I want to activate you. I want, I want you to, more than I want that, God wants to activate you. You know, you, we, go to, we go to sermons on Sunday morning sometimes, or we come to like a conference like this, and, and, and you hear a nice teaching, which is great and all, but Monday morning rolls around, and you're right back into life. That's the reality of it. But if you'll be imparted to, if you would receive, if you would believe that the Holy Spirit wants to impart something to you and he wants to activate you, it's not, it doesn't mean that you guys are going to go to lunch today and be like, hey, uh, waitress so-and-so, do you know who Jesus is? Maybe you will. Maybe you will. But it doesn't mean that all of a sudden you're, you're going to just go crazy or anything. The Lord's gentle in moving you, but he's looking for a willing heart. He's looking for a willing spirit. He's looking for a willing vessel. And so, so I want to activate you, I want, or I want, um, as, as you are imparted to this morning, I want you to be willing to be activated by the Holy Spirit, to, um, to receive gifts and callings that he's placed on your life. A lot of you in here, a lot of you know you have a specific gift, and you're too afraid to walk in it. Mm -mm. Let's challenge that thing. Let's challenge that thing, remember? Let's turn to the right. Just do it and see what the Lord wants to do. Okay, so impartation and activation. Okay, first thing, I'm, I'm, it's, it's not going to really feel like a teaching. We're just going to kind of give some instruction, and I'm going to tell you guys some testimonies, and then we'll just, <laughs> just see what the Holy Spirit wants to do. I love it. Okay, um, first thing I want to do, we have a wide group of ages in here. Can we all just let that go? Can we all just become like little children? Every single one of us, whether you are 20 years old or a teenager, totally care about your appearance, right? All about the cell phone, all about, come on, right, girls? Okay, you're probably gonna, and all the teenagers are mad at me, way to go. Um, and then if you're 70 or 80, let's just become little children again. Let's give the Holy Spirit a rightful place in this moment and in this time to do what he wants to do. Let's, let's break down denomination, um, upbringings, Baptist, Pentecostal, charismatic. Let's lay it down and let's only listen to the Holy Spirit. Let's only go to the Word and let Him teach us, okay? Can we do that? Can we do that? Okay, I'm really watching faces to see if I'm getting some head nods. This is for real, people. This is for real. <laughs> okay. Other thing I want to do. Can we open our minds and not require the Holy Spirit to fit into our boxes, into our safe places, 
into, mm, that doesn't look like God to me. Nope. You guys, I taught a class at a school of ministry last year on how to hear the voice of God. It was a five-week class, and one of the things we talked about was the way God moves. And if you read your Bible, he is weird. (laughs) And I mean that in the most honoring way to the Lord. I'm serious. Okay, I, in my 20s, I wanted the gift of the prophet. I used to ask the Lord, I'm like, God, make me a prophet. Doesn't that sound awesome? And then I read the prophets, and I was all, oh, no. Do not make me do that, right? Jeremiah, he cried everywhere he went. Repent, repent. He was known as the weeping prophet. Then you have Ezekiel. Ezekiel, he would go sit on a, on a wherever, wherever he sat, and he would take a chunk of hair, and he'd cut it, and then he would divide it into three places, and one-third of it he'd throw into the wind, and the other part he'd light on fire. Okay, if, if you guys go to lunch today and you see somebody doing that on the street corner, you're going to be like, should we call the cops? You think he's going to hurt himself? Come on. This is how the Lord moved through people. This is how he moves through his people. Doesn't mean he makes us all the time goofy, but he's definitely going to stretch our comfort zone. And he wants to do that. You know why I think he wants to do that? Because he wants all the glory. And those of your friends sitting at your table or your mom or your sister or whoever's here, They'll look, they might look at you and they'll be like, mm, that's the Lord. She does not do that. <laughs> right? But who just got the glory in that statement? Who just got the glory? Not the person who is acting in it. Or, and, and when I say acting, I mean not the person that the Spirit is falling on. The Lord. This is for the Lord's glory. Um, my husband and I were talking about this a couple weeks ago. He goes, yeah. You know, I guess if I was in a church service or at a synagogue... And there was a blind man, and some other guy walks up and just spits in his eyes. I would think that was weird. Did you hear that? That was Jesus. If we would think that was weird, we are actually the ones that are like, hmm, probably shouldn't be doing that, Jesus. Back off. Do you hear my heart? Do you hear what I'm saying? So I'm asking you guys to do is to get out of your comfort zone. Lay it down. Believe that he has something amazing in store for you and believe that you deserve it. Believe that, 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 you, that he wants to do this for you and that it may not because, be because you are amazing, but because he paid such a price for your life and he wants to lavish himself all over you, all over you. Okay. Are we good? Do you guys still love me? Can we break through some of this stuff? Okay, I want to uh, read. We're, we're really going to do all of this. Here's, um, we're just going to read. We're, sorry, let me get my little hot. Um, if you have your Bible, open to 1 Corinthians 12. And we're going to let the Holy Spirit and the Bible do the teaching for a minute here before we move into a time of ministry. 1 Corinthians chapter 12, verse 4. I want to get us all on the same playing field. Some of you are very mature Christians and you've experienced conferences, you've experienced seasons with God where you've really experienced um, the Holy Spirit. There's others of you that maybe have never experienced it or you're just like, yeah. 
So I want to get us all on the same playing field, okay? It says, there are different kinds of, spirit, of gifts, but the same spirit distributes them. There are different kinds of service, but the same Lord. There are different kinds of working, but in all of them and in everyone is the same God at work. Holy Spirit is the Spirit of God, Trinity, Father, Son, or, um, the Father, the Son, the Holy Spirit. Everything he does is in perfect unity with the Father. Okay? Don't ever think he will never, never do anything that the Father isn't doing. Just like Jesus said, I will never do anything or I will only say what I see my Father saying, same thing. We can trust the Holy Spirit. Okay, verse 7, it says, Now to each one the manifestation of the gift of the Spirit is given for the common good. I love that line. The Spirit gives gifts for the common good of all of us. It's for us. It's to edify the church. It's to encourage the church. Okay, it's for the common good. He's not, it's a gift. <laughs> In a gift, you have a choice if you want to receive it or not. You can receive this time. You can receive what we're moving into, or you don't have to. But I will tell you, you're missing out if you don't. Missing out if you don't partake. To one there is given, through the Spirit, a message of wisdom. Could be a teacher, could be Shelly, could be myself, but I see wisdom placed on different women in this room. Spirit of wisdom is on Nancy. Where are you, Nancy? If you need, if you don't know what you're doing with some things or you just need some wise counsel, seek out a, wo a woman that walks in wisdom. Uh, Krista, where are you? Where are you? No, I'm, I'm sorry, not Krista, but you are too. You are too. But Chris, Christy, Christy Wallace, sorry. All you K's, I don't know. You are a woman of wisdom. And here's, I observed this last night. Some, some women were like, she's, she's an intent, like, listener and talker. And I watched you, and I'm like, she walks in wisdom. She walks in discernment. She's not quick to speak. She listens. You are a wise woman. You have that, that gift upon your life. Okay. Um, spirit of wisdom. To another, a message of knowledge. This is one of the things we're going to hang out in around today. Message of knowledge or a word of knowledge. Okay, God knows everything, right? He knows it all. Sometimes he reveals something about someone else to that person. He's giving them a word of knowledge. He's saying to them, hey, I think that person has a bad back. Or I think that person, um, something is on them. You know, maybe, maybe um, anxiety or something like that. Go see if you can pray for them. It's a word of knowledge. Okay, it's going out. Um, I, I experienced this in a very strange way. It, it kind of goes with the spirit of prophecy, too. A few months ago, I'm going to share this story real quickly. I've never experienced this before. I uh, have a friend who has been wanting to adopt. She's from a different country. And um, she's been in this process for seven or eight years. It's been a brutal uh, process. And, um, you know, we, she only sends out a message about it maybe twice a year, like, hey, it looks like maybe they're going to start rolling the stuff, maybe not, I don't know. And, um, you know, like getting paperwork signed and stuff. And, and so everything's just been at a standstill. Nothing's moving. And so I was talking to her one day, and, um, and I, I felt like with, with what she was sharing with me and some other things going on, we were going to start having these Holy Spirit 
parties at my house. And just whoever wanted to come could come. We just wait on the Holy Spirit, and we see what he wants to do. We kind of just give him permission. And then if there are prayer requests, we, we pray over, over these things. And so she was kind of heavy on my heart, this, getting this adoption. Her daughter was one when they started the process. She is now, I think, almost nine. Nine years old, and she's in a different country. She, she doesn't, she's in an orphanage, and it's nasty. And um, so I was laying in bed one night. It's about 10 o'clock at night. Uh, my husband had fallen asleep, which is a very rare occasion in our house. I'm always the first one out, about 8.30, and I'm asleep. And he's up late. But, but for some reason, I was just laying there, and I felt the Holy Spirit say to me, he said, text Heidi right now. Tell her Kume is coming home. And I laid there, and I was all, huh? Yeah. What if she doesn't? You're asking me to step out. You're asking me to say something because I am not about giving anybody false hope. Mm-mm, that's wrong. So I said, Lord, I better know that I know that I know you've asked me to do this. And he reminded me of a story. Um, it was Isaac. He was, Isaac was in a drought. It's in Genesis. The land was experiencing a drought, but in the drought, he planted his field anyway. And the Lord gave him 100% fruit or whatever for what he planted. And the Lord said to me, Leslie, she has provided a home. She's, she's provided a room. The room is all ready. It's been ready for five years. And the Lord said, tell her she has prepared and she has been faithful and her daughter is coming home. So, yes, sir. So I get out my phone and I'm te- I texted it out as quick as I could. And I'm looking at the send button and I'm like, Lord, you better, you better come through. You know what I mean? Come on. I push send, and I lay down in my bed, and the thing that happened next was the most bizarre experience I've ever had. I was laying flat on my bed, and all of a sudden, I could feel the Holy Spirit. I knew he was, like, hovering over me, and I felt like he took me into heaven, and I was able to hear activity going on in heaven, and I heard footsteps, and they were slow at first, and then they began to pick up. And, and urgency, I heard, I heard files being shuffled. I heard papers being shuffled. And it was urgent. Activity was happening in heaven. And I'm like, what is happening? And I felt like the Holy Spirit said, you obeyed, you believed, you walked in faith, and now the assignment has gone forth. Heaven is moving on behalf of that daughter, uh, on behalf of that girl. And I was like, whoa. You know, and I just laid there. I'm like, I couldn't move. I'm like, this is a holy moment, holy moment. If I open my eyes, I'm probably going to be dead because I'm actually going to see the face of God, right? And so <laughs> I, and, and I was like, wow. And I just laid there for a while and eventually just fell asleep. In the morning, I um, got a text from Heidi and she said, well, thank you, you know, just, she, oh, actually, she used this term to me. She said, thank you for the, the hope. Um, she said, I am kind of at a place where I feel like a loved one is in a coma, and I would just, Lord, either kill it or bring it to life, because this part's killing me. <sighs> so went, we went about our day, um, didn't hear anything else. Thursday comes, this was a Monday night, Thursday comes, and I send my friend Heidi a, a text. I said, hey, you want to you wanna host the Holy Spirit party? She said, sure, unless I'm in Ethiopia. Ethiopia. But, okay, I didn't want to say the country, but that won't go out, will it? I don't think. Okay. Um, anyway, and uh, I was like, what? What's going on? She's like, I don't know. All of a sudden this week, it's just everything's moving. It's moving so fast. It's never moved like this before. And, and she said, um, she goes, thank you so much for that word. 
And, and I said, wow, there's so much more I want to share, but, you know, we'll just talk about it another time. She said, no, no, because any hope really helps me right now. Like, we, we're, we're, we're trying to prepare even more and get ready. And I said, okay. So I text her the, um, the vision that happened. And she said, Leslie, you're not going to believe this, but Tuesday morning in Ethiopia, the government buildings, the, the um, adoption or, or um, agency and the government began to pull the file on Kume. That is the morning all this stuff happened, at 8 o'clock in the morning in Ethiopia. I looked at that, and I was like, what's the time difference? 10 o'clock, Monday night, is 8 a.m. Tuesday morning in Ethiopia. Is that not crazy? I can't make that stuff up, ladies. I can't make that stuff up. But I felt like the Lord said, Leslie, if you don't send that text, if you don't say that word, you, and, and you're wrong, you take a risk and you're wrong, oh, well, your pride is smashed. But what if, you're, what if I'm right? You know, what, what if the Lord is saying, this is right, a little girl might miss out on a time to come home. Do you see, weigh your options. When the Lord says, go and give this word, weigh your options. I might look like a fool. Oh, okay, I'll probably never see that person again. Or their deliverance may come, Right? Do you see this? This is what a word of knowledge looks like. And so today, I have asked um, your leadership team and your pastor's wives, and um, if they have a word that they feel like the Lord has said, we're going to read them. I'm going to read them out, and if anything resonates with your heart, I want you to, or stirs you, I want you to be bold and brave enough and believe that you're coming to receive your miracle. You're coming to receive what you need from the Lord, okay? Okay, word of knowledge. Here we go. Let's keep going. Um, Remember, these are the gifts of the Spirit. This is how he works. Um, by means of the same, uh, let's see, okay, to another faith, okay, uh, by the same Spirit. You know, some of you are like, or we all go through times in our life when we're like, man, this is a real hopeless situation. And the Lord at the right time brings a friend or a group of friends that are like, no, no, this is not hopeless. Come on, you can do it, girl. Let's keep moving. Let's keep going. That's the Spirit of faith being released upon them, okay? Um, it's also just the ability to have faith in God, right? Uh, keep moving. Gifts of healing, okay? Gifts of healing, the laying on of hands. When Adam and I were in, uh, in pastoral uh, staff one day, we actually had one of our volunteers, a young kid. I think he was 17 or 18. And um, he just got diagnosed with cancer, with a strange form of cancer that actually was eating his cheekbone away. He brought in the x-rays and he showed us what was going on. And so the pastors gathered around him and we laid hands on him and just prayed for, uh, for recovery, for healing. He comes back and he said, well, the report from the doctor, I'm cancer free. They took another x-ray. Not only was he cancer free, but the bone was being reconstructed. That's unheard of. Bones don't just rebuild themselves. This is, this is the God we serve. He is alive, he is active, he is in this room today. If you need healing, if you need healing, come forward for your healing. If you need to stand in the gap for somebody, come forward for healing for them, okay? The Lord wants, he, he is a healer, it's his nature. I never, I cannot find in my Bible a place where Jesus turned someone away that came for healing. But Jesus said, wow, that's, that's a problem. See ya. Uh-uh. And Jesus is here. He wants to minister through different women. He wants to minister to you. 
Um, couple more. Let's see. Oh, Holy Spirit, I love you. I love you. You're so good. Um, miraculous powers to another prophecy. Prophecy, prophecy is just. It's hearing what the Lord is saying. It's very similar to a word of knowledge. It's hearing what the Lord is saying and speaking it out. It's a little bit of a difference between the office of a prophet and the gift of prophecy. The office of the prophet usually gets like downloads, like, hey, uh, that town's gonna burn, you know, something like that. Um, the way prophecy, spirit of prophecy is like the Lord will say, um, you know, I, I, feel like, I feel like the Lord wants you to know that he's gonna relocate you. And already in your heart or in your spirit, you've been like, the Lord's already been dealing with it. Spirit of prophecy, I would say 99% of the time comes in agreement with what the Lord's already speaking to you in the first place. It's just confirmation. It's a lot of times the way the spirit of prophecy works. I have a, I have a really quick story. This didn't work exactly like this. <laughs> but my husband actually was doing a wedding for a really good friend of mine. Um, her and, and her husband, they had been married before to each other, divorced, and Adam was reuniting their marriage. It's actually a beautiful story. And um, they had asked me to pray for them. So Adam was going to um, do the ceremony, and then I was just going to pray a blessing over them. And my daughter got sick, so I had to leave with her. So Adam ended up praying. And he's like, Leslie, I don't know what just came over me, but, but he prophesied something over him. And it's like the big no-nos of prophecy. You don't prophesy marriages, don't prophesy kids. Just avoid those. I mean, unless you know that the Lord said it. But that's kind of strange ground, you know. Um, but anyway, my husband is praying over them. They had a little boy from when they were married the first time. And then they did not want any more children. They weren't planning on any more children. But my husband prays over them when he gets done with the wedding. And he says, and Lord, bless their children. Bless their children in the future. And Carrie's like, oh. And Dan is like, oh my gosh, no, no more, you know. And so they get done. And a year and a half later, we have little Landon. Little, her, she has little Landon that her and Dad, Dan have, a new, a new baby. And she would walk down the, the halls of our church. Um, she was an admin there. And she'd be like, yep, here's my baby. Adam, this is your fault. And Adam's like, no, no, you can't say that. That sounds weird, <laughs> you know? Like, but, but you hear what I'm saying. Sometimes the spirit of prophecy just comes on somebody. And ladies, at that moment, you have a choice to believe it. You have a choice to receive it. Spirit of prophecy will never come, under, come out of order with the spirit of Jesus. They will always testify together. That's in Revelation. Revelation. Um, that the spirit of Jesus and the spirit of prophecy will always go hand in hand. So if someone ever comes to you and says, well, it might be the will of God that you, you do have that illness. Uh-uh. You can rebuke that. You don't necessarily have to tell the person, like, I rebuke you. You don't have to do that. But you can say, okay, and walk away. And you say, Lord Jesus, I know. I know who you are. You are healer. You're a miracle worker. I don't receive that, okay? Um, speaking in tongues is one of the gifts. And interpretation of tongues. I don't want to go into that today. Um, But I will say, if someone is up here, has a microphone, and gives a, a word in tongues, there should be an interpreter. That's the way that works. Um, that's the Bible. I'm not making that up. I do believe that if you want it, you can have a, a, a prayer language. 
And I have one, I guess, I guess I'm saying this because I do have one. And so if you come up and, and I happen to be the one ministering to you, you might hear me say that, but I'm not gonna blast it out. But it's, it's really just me getting my spirit, hearing what the Holy Spirit is saying, moving through me before I begin to minister, okay? So I just, and some of the other women praying over you may also be operating in that gift, but if that's just a strange thing to you, remember we're laying things down for, we're, we're just laying them down. We're gonna give the Holy Spirit permission to move, amen? All right, so let me read these things. Um, I'm gonna do my best to read through these. There's quite a few. If any of these resonate with you, um, I want you to come up. Ministry team, you guys can come up, those that are gonna help me minister. Shelly, some of you other ladies, Tara. Come on up. And then uh, Krista, you have a word. Bree, she's not up here. You're, you're not a girl. Okay. Um, <clears throat> sorry. Let me start reading these. And then I have two people that I just want them to give a, a, I want them to give the word that they were telling me. I feel like it's very powerful. It says, uh, I see many women here, this is the first one, I see many women here who, whose hearts have been broken, broken by unbelief, broken by anxiety, broken by relationships, broken by depression, broken by insecurity, broken by doubt, sickness, trouble, broken mind. Feel the compassion of the Lord here. And they are looking down at all the pieces of their heart shattered on the floor, trying to figure out how to put their heart back together again. The Lord says, I know what broke your heart and I see all the pieces. Will you look up and stop trying? Stop striving in your own effort to put all the pieces back together. I am not a God of broken pieces. I don't give my heart in pieces. No, I don't. Will you let, uh, will you let me love you back together again? This is a word. This is a prophetic word. No, I don't. Uh, let's wait. Okay, no, this is God. No, I don't. Will you let me love you back together again? Will you, let me, uh, will you let me pick up the pieces? I know where all the pieces are, and I am the only one who can put your heart back together. Fully mended, fully restored, fully whole, no pieces missing or broken. Will you surrender the pieces and trust? Believe me. Wow. That was good. It's a bunch of women that gave these words, and so no one's going to get the glory here. Okay, we're just gonna put the words, words forth. Um, okay, insomnia, someone had a word for insomnia. Um, those that are not sleeping well. Fear and hesitancy and walking in the mantle of leadership God has already placed on you. <sighs> Spirit of offense, commitment to, um, to your yeses, a recommitment to your yeses, to your marriage, to teams, if you serve on a team or if you maybe work or something, your yes. Listen to this, don't abort the life within your yes. Don't abort it. Wow. And then she, they, they drew a puzzle and it says you fit. Those of you that don't feel like you fit anywhere, come to the table and receive today. You fit. Um, breathe. New breath is calling like healing in lungs, asthma. Uh, miracles of physical healing. Um, over bloodline. I think is what it says, if that re resonates with anybody. Um, prayer for our parents. <laughs> prayer for our parents. Many are sick or need parented by us, their own children. If you're wounded by a parent or you feel like you have to parent your parent or they just weren't there for you, come get ministered to. 
You know, God wants to heal you, but he also wants to restore the relationship. He wants to restore the parent back to their place, okay? Um, we have receiving into fullness, his unconditional love, enduring with unceasing grace, full of truth. If you're battling with a critical spirit, either over other people or over yourself, guilt when looking, uh, I'm not sure what that is exactly. Okay, and then freedom in his presence. You just want to receive freedom in his presence, freedom to be who he's called you to be. This is Isaiah 7, 9. Unless your father is firm, I can't make you stand firm. Stand firm in who God uh, is and who we are in him. Surrender fear. Let's go after fear today. If you're just afraid, if you're afraid of the future, if you're afraid of the future for your children, if you're afraid of maybe hurt, things that have been hurt, done to you and you're hurt, face fear. God has a life of um, abundant life in store for you. All right, um, and then believe, um, even though you don't see me doing what you need me to do. Ooh, that's good. Let's not look at our circumstances for this time. Let's turn to the right and look face to face at the one who can do anything, but just take some time and be in his presence. Um, judging, maybe judging. Uh, different personalities to just be you to let other people just be who they are not be so critical and think um, that others should act a certain way or even how this time together should look um, I also want to pray I think we should pray for people who have been disappointed maybe a circumstance didn't end the way you thought it should and it actually has tainted your view of God. It actually has, has made it difficult to really experience the fullness of God because you think, but in that, you weren't really good to me. In that, maybe you weren't really faithful to me. That's a lie. It's the devil trying to twist and bend and ruin that word. Someone also uh, feels like they're having a hard time being a pillar. You want to be a pillar, but they feel themselves. You feel yourself like you're constantly falling over. You want to do the things we talked about this morning. You want to go out and, and spread the good news. You want to lay your hands on the sick, but you just feel like you yourself are falling. And you just need to be encouraged by the Lord. All right, so if everyone would stand up for me, we're gonna make this easy. Stand up. Okay, worship team's already here. Let me, can we use a microphone? Krista and Bree, you guys, what? This one, that one? Okay, good. <laughs> you guys know your church, sorry. I don't know where everything was. Uh, Krista, why don't you give your word, just a quick, quick thing, and then I want Bree to share, and then we're gonna move into ministry. Can she come use one of these, or do you want this? Good morning, ladies. Um, I have felt like the Lord has just, um, he's been making things aware, making himself, hold on. 
Someone needs to know and understand that love is always a choice and, and love always gives a choice. And so because God loves us, he always gives us the choice. And some, some of us in here may not know that we had the choice to choose him or to not choose him. And part of that in Colossians, he says that we were hidden in Christ. And a lot of times we hide in other things. We hide in behavior modification. Or we hide in the rules and regulations. We hide in our upbringings or, or we, we hide in things that are fruitless. But he is letting us know that the cross resolved every single thing and we are now hidden within him. And as we hide in him, he stands in front of us. And even though there might be messiness and, and things that, that he wants to deal with us in, in, in all of that, he is transforming us from old to new all the time. And we are hiding in him. Amen. So if that ministers to you, hide in him. This week, my husband, Ryan, he's playing the drums right now, but we were at home and he was playing the guitar just in the morning, early morning. Um, sometimes we have just a morning time before we start our day. And um, he was playing the guitar and the Lord spoke to me and said, my love satisfies the deepest longing of a lonely heart. And so I just believe that the Father's going after loneliness today. He's going after people who've had longings for a long time. The second thing I heard was, my love is gonna unlock the tomb of which your soul has laid rest. I am gonna redirect your soul into everlasting life. And I have two scriptures real quickly that I wanna share with you just to kind of back up that word. I felt like I just wanted to find something to confirm that. Psalms, it says, how he satisfies the, soul, the souls of the thirsty ones and fills the hungry with all that is good. And Proverbs, it says, when hope's dream seems to drag on, the delay can be depressing. But when at last your dream comes true, life's sweetness will satisfy your soul. So some of you are experiencing longings some of you are experiencing loneliness. You might feel chaos and people around you all the time, but you feel really lonely. And he is saying, come to me. He's wanting to unlock some of the things in your soul. He gave you a hundred is 144 emotions for a reason. He made you that way. Some of us are trying to constantly push those emotions down and say, uh, 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 I'm not going to feel that. I don't want to, I don't want to mess with that, but he's going to unlock that tomb. And he's going to roll that stone away and he's going to bring fresh, he, he's a well, and so he's a wellspring of life, so he's going to bring a freshness and a newness to you. And so I just want to speak to the ones who are longing today, who are lonely, who are experiencing hope deferred. He wants to satisfy you today. Okay. All right. So we're, we're going to be up here in the front and I want you to be brave enough and bold enough and to believe and to come and receive all that he has for you everything he wants to give you 
It's waiting. He's just waiting for you to come. Any word that resonated with you, you can come forward. If you don't feel comfortable coming forward, just put your eyes on Jesus. Join with the worship team and let's just worship him. Let's give him freedom to work the way he wants to work, not the way we think it should be. All right? Come on forward, ladies.